0: Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. Me of my freedom. The man's unnerving laughter is quieting. Not a bad looking man of middle age, a soldierly type. He strokes his mustache with his fingers as if to calm himself or to think. When are you going to let me out? After the doctor has looked you over. After first administering chloral hydrate, the matron feels sure. Himself an addict to laudanum and the like, the asylum's doctor troubles himself little with the inmates other than to medicate them. Doctor! I am a doctor! The newly committed lunatic starts once again to howl with laughter. The matron writes persists in his grandiose delusions. Setting the case book aside, she takes up her knitting again. Trying to turn the heel of a sock can be most vexing, but that's the way things are when one is married to the director of a lunatic asylum. Always seven things to do at once, never a quiet moment to simply rest one's soul, go for a walk or look at a newspaper. The nurses require as much supervision as the patients do. Florence Nightingale's influence has not extended here, and the help is illiterate at best, if not in the grip of some vice, usually drink. The matron sighs. Trying to pick up the stitch she dropped, she cannot keep a slight edge from creeping into her voice as she replies, A doctor? That's not true, Mr. Kippersault. Your documents of admission clearly state that you are a shopkeeper. "'My name is not Kippersault. I am not the person you say I am. "'Why can I not make anyone in this hellish place understand that I am here because of some absurd misapprehension?' "'Feeling the man watching her from the coffin-like box in which he lies, the matron smiles, albeit wearily.' "'In my experience of the past thirty years, Mr. Kippersalt, "'patients very often believe a mistake has been made, "'but it has never been so. "'How could it be when such considerable sums of money have changed hands? "'Take a gentleman like you now.' A number have come here, declaring themselves to be Napoleon. That's the most frequent. But we've had a Prince Albert, a Sir Francis Drake, and a William Shakespeare. I'm telling you the truth! And some of those poor distracted minds are eventually cured. The matron speaks on, ignoring the interruption, but some of them remain here yet. Is that what you want, Mr. Kippasalt, to remain here for the rest of your life? My name is not Kippasalt. It's Watson. Even through the spindle, she can see his moustache bristling. With kindly whimsy, she retorts... "'We have a Sherlock Holmes in one of the other wards. "'I wonder whether he would care to vouch for you.' "'You are mad. "'I tell you, I am John Watson, medical doctor and author. "'All you have to do is telephone Scotland Yard.' "'Telephone. "'As if anyone this far north of London City "'has ever seen or used such a come-lately contraption. "'Just call Scotland Yard.' grandiose delusions again and ask for Inspector Lestrade, he will confirm my identity nonsense the matron murmurs nonsense he really thinks the director will make inquiries, give back a considerable fee and turn him loose the man is raving shush now shush as if trying to calm a child, she murmurs to him, concerned. Such passion might lead to brain fever if it does not soon abate. It has been two days now, and Mr. Kippersalt is still ranting just as irrationally as he was when they brought him in. A sad case, really. The matron has dealt with many lunatics, but she feels particularly sorry for this one, because he seems as if he might have so much good in him if he were in his right mind.' Chapter the First. It is difficult to choose a new name for oneself. Even more difficult, I imagine, than choosing a name for a child, for one is confusingly intimate with oneself, whereas one is barely acquainted with a baby upon its arrival.